So overall, higher LTV makes an assumable debt more attractive to a buyer. And that's accomplished by doing the supplement alone because it allows you to push up that LTV from 70 to 75%. Before we get into it, I want to introduce you to Groundbreaker, today's sponsor and partner. They are an all-in-one suite of tools for small to medium-sized real estate syndicators. They've got a special focus on real estate syndicators with 1 million to 100 million assets under management. They help you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Groundbreaker will help you scale your business without the need to scale your overhead. So they're gonna help reduce your costs because of the admin team that won't need to be as large. And they're gonna help you reduce your risk of data breach because of the security systems that they have in place. They'll help you increase your revenue by growing your assets under management because you're gonna be allowed to focus on the things that are most important like business growth and operations not those administrative logistics. And ultimately, they're going to help you elevate your company's brand and professionalism and investor experience because your investors are going to enjoy having this platform with all their information versus however you're currently doing it. Three things specifically about Groundbreaker I personally like. One, super easy to use from an investor standpoint and from a general partner standpoint. Two, it allows investors and general partners to fund electronically, meaning that a limited partner can complete their entire subscription and funding cycle without leaving the platform. And on the general partnership side, for distributions, you can set it up so that you can trigger bulk ACH payments within the platform. And then last thing I really like about Groundbreaker is it's, well, it's cost effective. It's healthy to the bottom line. Their basic plan allows sponsors to sign up for as little as $100 per month with no limits on deals or investors. And you can read all about their pricing on their website. Speaking of their website, it is groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe, J-O-E. And when you go there, groundbreaker.co forward slash J-O-E, you're going to get access to a pitch deck that the Groundbreaker team created so that you have a template should you want to use that and customize it for your own deal. So go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. There needed to be a resource on apartment syndication that not only talked about each aspect of the syndication process, but how to actually do each of the things and go into it in detail. And we thought, hey, why not make it free too? That's why we launched Syndication School and Theo Hicks will go through a particular aspect of apartment syndication on today's episode and get into the details of how to do that particular thing. Enjoy this episode and for more on apartment syndication and how to do things, go to apartmentsyndication.com or to learn more about the Apartment Syndication School, go to syndicationschool.com so you can listen to all the previous episodes. Hi, best ever listeners. Welcome to another episode of the Syndication School series, a free resource focused on the how-tos of apartment syndication. As always, I am your host, Theo Hicks. Each week, we air two syndication school episodes 
that focus on a specific aspect of the apartment syndication investment strategy. And for most of these episodes, we offer a free resource to you. These are free PDF how-to guides, free PowerPoint presentation templates, or free Excel calculator templates. Some sort of free resource to help you along your apartment syndication journey. So all of the past free documents as well as past syndication school series episodes can be found at syndicationschool.com. And in this episode, we are going to talk about the pros and cons of securing a supplemental loan. So on a previous syndication school episode, I had gone over how to actually secure a supplemental loan, but I didn't go into the pros and cons. I kind of briefly mentioned how it's different than a refinance, but I wanted to do another episode that went in depth into the pros and cons of securing a supplemental loan compared to say a refinance or a sale because the supplemental loan falls into the category of when the passive investors in your deals receive a large chunk of capital back or a large chunk of money back. Obviously, one of those is the supplemental loan. Another one is a refinance. Another one is when you sale. So if passive investors receive all or a large portion of their equity back at sale, at a refinance, and or at securing of a supplemental loan. So in this episode, I wanted to just highlight what a supplemental loan is again. Go over the pros and cons of the supplemental loan and then also briefly talk about why Joe and Ashcroft prefer to secure supplemental loans. So first, what is a supplemental loan? It is a type of loan that is subordinate to the senior indebtedness. So that's the fancy definition of a supplemental loan. But basically what it means is that the senior debt, which is the original debt used to acquire the apartment community, so the agency loan that was put in the property, that is the senior debt. And that must be paid first by the general partners. The supplemental loan is a separate loan that is obtained and then it is paid after the senior debt is paid. So year one, you pay your monthly debt service for the agency loan. And let's say you secure a supplemental loan at the end of year one, you've got a new loan now. So the way that it works is you pay the same debt service you paid before first, and then the next portion of the cash flow goes towards paying the debt service on the new supplemental loan. Now, a supplemental loan is only available if the original debt is an agency loan. So Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, those are the two that offer these supplemental loans. You're not going to be able to get a supplemental loan on any other loan but those two. Now, that doesn't mean you can't take out equity in different ways, but the actual word supplemental loan only applies to agency loans. And it can be secured 12 months after the origination of that original loan or the most recent supplemental loan. Basically, you can't get your first supplemental loan until after 12 months, and then you can't get another supplemental loan, if available, for another 12 months after that, so 24 months after the first loan. And then supplemental loans are not the same as a refinance because a refinance is replacing the original debt with a new loan. So that agency loan is paid off entirely, and then a new loan is put on the property for a refinance, whereas for a supplemental loan, the original agency loan is still in place. And an additional supplemental loan is also put in place. So there's two loans as opposed to just one. So let's go over the pros. There's five benefits of getting a supplemental loan. The first is that 
It converts equity created in the property to cash that can be distributed or used for further capital improvements. So the entire purpose of a supplemental loan or refinancing or selling is to access the equity that is created and supplemental loans is one of the ways to do that. So you buy a property, you increase its value, and one of the ways to tap into that value without having to sell or get a brand new loan is to do a supplemental loan. Another benefit of the supplemental loan is that it closes quicker and has less risk than a refinance. Now we're going into why the supplemental loan might be a better option than refinancing. So first, supplemental loans require less due diligence and underwriting than the refinance. So for a typical supplemental loan, the lender is going to order an appraisal, a physical needs assessment, which is a property condition assessment or like an inspection, as well as reviewing the previous 12 months of financials. Whereas if with a refinance, the same is required, but there's also additional full underwriting of the sponsor and more due diligence required. So basically the same due diligence you did when you initially acquired the property will be done again by the new lender. But since you're getting a supplemental loan through the same lender, all that has been done. They just need to make sure that nothing has changed during the first 12 months. So obviously it's faster because you have to do less due diligence. And there's also a little bit less risk because you're not necessarily guaranteed to get that refinance. Whereas you're more likely to get the supplemental loan again because you're getting it through the same lender that you got your first loan. So that's number two. Number three is that supplemental loans are also less expensive. So since they're faster and they require less due diligence, they're also going to be less expensive with lower closing costs compared to the refinance. Number four, the increased LTV that comes from a supplemental loan helps make assumable debt more attractive to a buyer. So what does that mean? So securing a supplemental loan increases the loan to value on the property. And the loan to value being an 80% loan to value means that the bank holds 80% of the property value as debt and then you have 20% in equity. So normally agency loans are more stringent on their LTV requirements and are capped around 70% at origination which means that they will lend up to 70% of the purchase price. And then you as the general partner needs to put down the remaining 30%. And then as you implement your value at business plan, you increase the value of the property. And when you increase the value of the property and the loan amount stays the same, then the LTV actually is reduced. So let's say you buy a property for a million dollars you put down $300,000 and the bank puts down $700,000. Let's say you double the price of the property to $2 million. So the value of the property is $2 million, but the debt is only $700,000. So the LTV was originally at 70%. Now it's cut in half to 35%. And it's calculated by taking that $700,000 divided by that 2 million number. So now you've got the 35% LTV. Now, generally, supplemental loans allow for up to 75% LTV. So going back to our $2 million example, now that the property is worth $2 million, the bank is willing to lend up to $1.5 million. So since they originally loaned $700,000, if they loan you $1.5 million, the difference between the two is $800,000. So you could technically secure a supplemental loan 
for $800,000 and have an LTV of 75% as opposed to the 70% LTV at purchase. This allows you to increase the leverage. So now you've got 75% leverage as opposed to 70% leverage, which allows you to pull out more equity, but it also allows a potential buyer to assume the senior and supplement a loan with less money down. So as opposed to having to put down 30%, they can put down 25%. So basically, the higher the LTV, the less money a buyer who's going to assume the debt has to put down to obviously buy you out of the deal. Because if you've got 40% equity in the deal at a 60% LTV, then they're going to have to give you 40% to buy the deal from you and to assume the 60% loan. But if it's 75%, then they need to put down 25% and buy you out and assume that 75% LTV loan. So overall, higher LTV makes an assumable debt more attractive to a buyer. And that's accomplished by doing the supplement loan because it allows you to push up that LTV from 70 to 75%. And then the fifth benefit is the ability to secure multiple supplemental loans. So I mentioned this a little bit earlier. So I get my first loan on May 13th, 2020 from Fannie Mae. And I can get my first supplemental loan on May 14th, 2021. So 12 months after the first loan. Now Fannie Mae limits the supplemental loans to one unless the loan is assumed. And then the person who assumed that loan gets another supplemental loan so they can get their one supplemental loan as well. But for Freddie Mac, they allow unlimited supplemental loans as long as the most recent supplemental loan was secured 12 months or more before. So I buy my property and I close and I get my debt on May 13th, 2020 through Freddie Mac. I can get my first supplemental loan on May 14th, 2021. I can get my second supplemental loan on May 14th, 2022 or later. And I can keep repeating that process over and over again as long as obviously the LTV requirements are met. So those are the five benefits. What about some cons of the supplemental loan? Obviously, it increases the debt service. So since you are taking out more debt, then the debt service, the monthly mortgage payments on the property increases. However, this is going to be the same case for refinance as well, obviously. So it's not just if you do supplemental loan, it goes up. But if you do refinance, it doesn't. Additionally, since these are amortizing loans versus interest only, monthly payments tend to be a little bit higher, even at lower interest rates. So there's not going to be interest only supplemental loan. You're going to pay principal and interest. So it's going to be a little bit higher compared to an interest only refinance type of situation. Another potential con is they're only available through the agency. So you can only get your supplemental loan if you've got Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac debt on your property. So only having two lenders available limits your ability to have lenders bid against each other to offer the best terms. But because both lenders are government backed entities, rates are already generally going to be lower than private lenders. So it's not that big of a deal, but the con here is that unless you have a Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac loan, you're not going to be able to secure a supplemental loan. Number three is this limited flexibility with exit strategies. So agency loans are ultimately sold to investors as bonds. So they're securitized and then sold to investors as bonds. So because of this, it adds a hurdle to the exit of the property. So a loan assumption is always possible and that the terms of the existing loan are better then market at the time of sale, then this is not going to be a problem. So if, if your loan has a lower interest rate than the market interest rate at the time of sale, then it should be fine. But if the market rates are lower at the time of sale, a defeasance fee 
is going to be required to sell the property fully and clear, which is a type of prepayment penalty. And this fee is typically paid by the seller. So if you want more information on defeasance and yield maintenance and prepayment penalties, check out everything you need to know about prepayment penalties on syndication school. Basically what it's saying is that, sure, your loan can be assumed by a buyer, but if you need to actually sell the property free and clear and get out of that loan, you're most likely going to need to pay a prepayment penalty, especially if you secured a supplemental loan. And then number four is that interest rates can be higher. So the spread on floating rate supplemental loans tends to be higher than the spread on the same type of loan on the senior debt, making the supplemental loan's interest rate higher. For fixed rate senior and supplemental loan, the rate fluctuates with the market at time of origination. So basically, compared to refinancing, you're probably going to have a higher interest rate. So those are the four cons. Now, why does Ashcroft Capital secure supplemental loans? Well, because they're great tools for deals that have long-term agency financing on them because it allows Ashcroft and Ashcroft investors to get rewarded for executing the business plan by adding value to the property. So as I mentioned, typically agency loans are more stringent on their loan-to-value requirements compared to private bridge types of financing. And so those are normally capped around 70%. But as Ashcroft continues the business plan and the overall value of the property increases, that LTV shrinks below the original 70%. And I already gave an example of that by saying if you buy a property for $1 million at a 70% LTV and increase the value to $2 million, then the LTV is now 35%. And since you can get a supplemental loan at 75%, that creates an opportunity to obtain a large amount of money back for investors. So those are the pros, cons of supplemental loan. That is what a supplemental loan is. And that is why Ashcroft Capital prefers to secure supplemental loans. And that concludes this episode about the pros and cons of securing a supplemental loan. Until next week, make sure you check out some of the other syndication school series about the how-tos of apartment syndications. Make sure you check out some of the free documents we have available on there. All that is at syndicationschool.com. Thank you for listening, and I will talk to you soon. Groundbreaker helps you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. That's groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe to get a free deal pitch deck template. When it's Friday at 4.30 p.m., it's time for Entrepreneur Drinks Podcast, which is co-produced by Joint Ops Properties and Discount Property Investors. Join their end-of-the-work-week session as they tackle problems facing entrepreneurs. Listen and subscribe at entrepreneurdrinks.com. That's entrepreneurdrinks.com.